Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Grino, and I'm joined by a man who's been strolling through Tinder furiously so he can swipe right to Melinda Gates. My co-captain, Damo, who are we, sir? <laughs> Nice, Gary. Well done. You got me with that one. That was very yeah. good. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What are we doing here? The, the, uh, all okay, aboard the list. <laughs> Bill, and Lin- Bill and Melinda, huh? So do you think Melinda's back on the market? Do you reckon she's at that point in her life now where she's like, you know what? I've been married 30 years. Um, yeah. She's not. She's old, right? Obviously, she's old, Green. Yeah. But she's mm. not old to the point where she can't go to a club and get dick you know so yeah, she could yeah. she could probably still get a little bit of dick if she really if she tried hard enough like she'd have to yeah. doll up a bit put on a nice dress you know a nice pair of pumps green pumps are timeless yeah. they're ageless 100 oh, yeah. yeah so you, uh, you reckon think, she's back on the market i think uh after how many years she's been married to bill she's got 27 i think 27 years 27 years. She's got $78 billion in the bank account right now. She's ready to get her 78, freak on Damo. Wait, really? $78 billion? Yeah, something like that. That's, no. that's the figure I heard earlier today. Are you, I thought that was like a gross exaggeration. Seriously? $78 billion? No. What do you think Microsoft's worth, dude? I know it's worth a lot, but fuck. $78, 78 billion. billion. $78 billion yeah. is half of a lot of a lot, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's... That seems a like a ton, high I number. believe, is the technical term. Uh, no, it's, um, beyond, it's beyond a shit ton. It's a fuck ton. Yeah. It's a fuck yeah. ton. Fuck ton, shit ton. Either, either, really. Fuck ton, uh, fuck ton bigger than a shit ton. I reckon she's out. She's hitting the clubs. Like you said, she's got the pumps on. Yeah. She's she's willing to get, get dick down in a bathroom. Like, she's just going to get gonna, out there. And, she's going to get, get herself a personal trainer, Greeno. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you a young Yeah. Young-in. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, she she'll she'll get a like a house in the Hamptons or something, and then she'll be spotted by paparazzi in like leggings and running shoes and a sweater and a hoodie, yeah. running to the local cafe to get a chai latte. I'm not even fucking. This is my prediction. If I could get a bookie to take that bet, I would put my life's fucking. I would put all of my assets and everything on that bet. Yeah. I'm I'm that sure of it. Lock it in. Lock, lock it. In. Lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Lock it in. She's going to become the new like world's most eligible bachelorette within a well, month, I reckon, with all the women's magazine. Because women love gossiping about fucking breakups and divorces. They do. Fair, fair call. But let's not forget the other uh, young female on the market mm. in, in recent weeks. Mm. One Queen Elizabeth, sir. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> we're, we're talking eligible bachelorettes. Yeah. You know, you got you got Melinda, you got your queen. Mm. Uh, let's, let's not write, you know, Lizzie off too soon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she's got uh still got a got bit a of game, she's got still got a bit of kick in her, you reckon. That's it, yep. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it might Patrol. be to be fair though, I think it might be a little tough to have one of those like um premeditated quote unquote chance encounters with Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> you know, like I I, me I, out. I got a plan. I got a plan. Okay. You know nothing about romance, yeah. I know nothing about love. Between us, we can fix it. <laughs> we can fix this, done. I reckon if you if you're trying to, you know, hook up with, with uh, little little Liz, mm. just got to hang around the corgi parks. The corgi parks. How many Fine. how many corgi parks do you think there are within the strictly just, the strictly militarized borders of Buckingham Palace? Slim to none, which <laughs> makes the job a bit easier. Yeah. I just hang See, out there, just you know. Well, I was going to say that's the that's the wrong an- that's the wrong answer, Greeno, because you see. 
uh, if you're the queen, the corgi park is wherever it wants to where, uh, wherever it wants it to be. That's it. That's, That's it. That's where I'll be. Um, Damo, I've been inundated with fucking emails and messages and carrier pigeons for the last eight weeks. Going, hey, mm. where the fuck are you guys? Where are you? What's going on? Where where are you? Bit of reach out. Where you know? We know who the block is because you guys have disappeared. Haven't you, but you've done one show in like two months. What's Are going you on? dead? Do you hate each dead? other? Did you get a divorce? Yeah. What's going You're on here? Falling out, etc. I mean, no, no, no. So it made me think. I had to I had to sit down and do a block recap of, of what happened in the blockless era. Mm. Is this so, a little, Greeno? Is this a little bit of? Very good. So we're gonna. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh no, Greeno's dropped out. Right, these dropouts always happen at the like the backtrack is the time. Oh, he's going to do the speed up thing, and now we're on the same page. So if we could just to about twenty-five seconds ago, if yeah, spot on. You got me back. Okay, got you back. We're ready to roll. Let's go. Excellent. So we're going to look back at what happened in the last eight weeks. So week one of the Blockless era was uh, you messaged me and you're like, uh, mate, uh, can't do the show this Friday. Uh, Going to a boutique brewery. uh, Got Obviously, got got to commit early. uh, Can't can't do the show. So I'm like, okay, look. You know, we, we've been doing, we've had a pretty good run. We haven't had many breaks. You go into a boutique brewery, enjoy yourself, tick. Yeah. All right. So mm. uh, let's put that there on the list. That's a, that's a, that's a, because you mentioned, you know what? That feels like a lifetime ago. That, that it happened. does. That's, that's how long it's been since we've done shows. Really? Uh, yeah. Week after. You were crook. We can't. We can't blame that. You had no voice. Going to be a pretty shit show if you just have to listen to me for the hour. Uh, it's no good. Bit of a dud. Yeah, welcome, no show. Welcome no to voice. The, welcome to the starting block. It's really good. Lockheads. Lockheads. Marriotts. Rather well. So fair enough. That's week two. Week three. Jesus got in the way. It was Easter weekend. We couldn't do shit. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, fucking Jesus. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Jesus no, Jesus. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately not, but Jesus uh, got in the way there. He, then we did he a got show. in the way. <laughs> See, yeah, your choice of words is just... <laughs> <laughs> so then, then we did a show. The show was on. We're like, excellent, we're back. Fucking back in action for the people that have missed us the last three weeks. Yeah. You know, there's no more Jesus stuff. We're, we're good to go. Mm. Then the week after you messed me, you're like, look, it's the the lovely wife's birthday. I'm like, well, I can't begrudge the wife's birthday yeah. on Friday. Like, you were taking her out for a lovely dinner. I'm like, look, makes sense. Yeah, have a good time. All of these Give things a- just kept aligning one week after yeah. another, after another, after another. It was a domino yeah. thing every week. Yeah. Something happened. So then, uh, so uh, tick that, sweet, no show. Week after, I'm primed. I'm ready to go. And, and I get this message going, uh, mate, uh, how would you feel about having another week off? I'm like, I feel like I've had a year off. I'm like, well, what, what's on? What's happening? What have I missed? And you're like, well, GWS are playing Friday night footy. Yes. And I want to watch And they only get like one Friday night footy game a year. Yeah. And I want to make sure I watch it. And <laughs> I, I got to go. I gotta go really, have some you, when you condense all of this, like two months worth of interactions down, uh, it really mm. makes me sound like a fucking arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it so really I'm does. Like, so you're like, and then like, I've got to go get dental surgery the next day. I want to have, I, I need a dinner early, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look. That's, well, no, that's I need fine. to. I need to add a little bit of padding to that. The Friday night was not only Friday night footy, but it was also like the next day I was going into like dental surgery, like you said, and like teeth were getting ripped out and stuff. I was going to be able to have steak for at least a week, 
So yeah. I, I like, I, I was going to just cook barbecue fucking meat all day. And that's what right. I ended up doing. <laughs> meat rama Now, yeah. I thought about that and I thought about the, the excuse of, you know, GWS are playing Friday Night Footy. Yep. And it got me thinking. So I went back to the one show we have done hmm. in the last seven weeks. Yep. And do you want to know who played Friday Night Footy that day, uh, Damo? Uh, I'm, I'm going to – the only reason you're bringing it up is because it's Canberra. <laughs> because it happened to be my team and the only Friday Night game of the year was the one show we did, and it was against my local team, Penrith, that, that day. So I missed that sacrifice. Nice, show. Gary. Fantastic week, research. Then last week you had fucking holes and infections. Oh, and I was fucked last it, week. It was, it was bad. And I'll give you a pass on that one. Yeah. Um. So so that's fine. But let's, let's go through the list. Shall we? Yeah. Things more important than the block. This is this is what this is what you are, you are such a fucking you are such a woman. Like, here's a list of all the things that have pissed me off in the last two months. That are more important than the blockheads, Damo. Fuck, man. Dental surgery, fair enough. We'll give that a slight. Uh, uh, Friday night footy, Damo. Yeah. More important than the blockheads. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, the the lovely lady boogie. Fair enough. Well, that's the, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to fucking fine. argue that one. That's no, ridiculous. That fine. That's, okay. that's all good. Uh, no voice will give you a pass there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, uh, so 50 50. Boutique breweries, Damo. You didn't enjoy that one. But it, because it was the first one, though. Yeah, it doesn't seem hat. that bad. Yeah, we went out yeah. for dinner that I was like, I'm going to, we're going to go out for a nice fucking night out. Fuck it. Who cares, you know? <laughs> I tell you who's not having a good night out tonight, Damo. Who's that, Greeno? I'll just. I like stories about pinatas. Who's not having a good Jar- story, Greeno? <laughs> Jared Hayne, Damo. Jared Hayne. Uh, Jared Hayne is not having a good time. But no, now, for our not. American listeners, yeah. if you don't know who Jared Hayne is, which you obviously won't, because no, what? Care. No, no, Greeno, you're forgetting. What if they're big NFL fans? <laughs> well, no, no, NFL fans that follow the Australian media, because no one in the US knew who Jared Hayne. Was. <laughs> no, that's that's a lie. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to correct you there. Uh, a few NFL fans knew who Jared Hayne was because he was the only player to drop the ball twice. Like that yeah. for like, what What was it, like 10 years or something? As soon as you drop it twice, you're out of the fucking team. Yeah. And, Thanks for coming. You know, yeah. So oh, well. he was known because he's, that clip was getting passed around uh, a lot. He was a kick returner for the 49ers, if I'm 49ers, honest. that's right. Spot on. Yeah, and he, and- and he, uh, he uh, fumbled two fucking kick returns in one game. So yeah, they're like, "Well, you're done. Thanks for coming. Get out." <laughs> nice try, nice try, kid. And they kind of slapped him on the back and patted him on the ass. And here's your plane ticket back home to Sydney. Well done. Yeah. So he was uh, he was sentenced yesterday. He was found guilty of uh, a form of sexual assault. I think a five year prison term maximum, three years, eight months minimum. Uh, which ironically, it's a number in the NFL. Uh, Damon, yep. three years, eight months, bit of thirty eight on the back. What is uh, what is the average for um, rape conviction length, Greeno, in Australian rugby league? Can, what, you know, off the top in, of your head, in Australian rugby league, off the top of my head, this is the first one I can recall. To be honest, to be actually found guilty, because uh, we, we've had a few. We've had like assault and battery. Uh, we've had kidnapping, I think, at one point. Somebody was doing, had, in kidnapping. Uh, underage sex scandals. There's been plenty of them. Uh, we had curb stomping. That's that curb stomping a, was one as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't reach the lofty heights of, say, the NFL, where we're talking about like double murder and homicide. homicide Aaron Hernandez uh, style, no. Yeah, or dog fighting. That was a, that was yeah, a good one. Yeah, Michael Vick. That's right. He, See, yeah, the Americans always right. have to go one step further, don't take, they? Take it too far, Damo. Yeah, everything's uh, big in the United States, including the criminal charges for professional athletes. 
But uh, what we what I found interesting uh, was the the response to the the verdict and the, and the, mm. the sentence demo. Where yep. I, I don't know if it, which bit do you want to touch on first? Because oh, actually, um, I want to touch on pre-verdict, right? So okay. Okay. for some reason, uh, footy players don't understand how the justice system works because mm. they think popping up in the media the day of a sentence is going to change a judge's mind. Because one of his former teammates, uh, Tim Manor. Former captain, sure he, I think, wasn't he? Tim former Banner? captain, correct. Uh, he came out to Channel 9 News and, and wanted to be a character reference for Jared. And he said, look, he, he's changed. He's changed since uh, he went to Bible college in Perth, Amo. He's been okay. saved by religion. Right. He said he can't do a five-minute conversation without uh, Hainsey bringing up something in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, Davo. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know if the church types are the one to be uh, held to a standard when it comes to sexual assault, Damo. <laughs> well, not at the moment, perhaps. Not at the moment, no. Uh, uh, well, not, the, is... not those, at least not those in any kinds of positions of power. Within a yes. Yeah, you know, it, there's a little bit of, yeah, it's a bit murky, <laughs> put yeah. it that way. Uh, he's magically found Jesus, Damo, yeah. uh, which, is, which is good to know. Well, uh, you know. He can run, he can run his, his, his private prayer group in uh, Cell Block D. Yeah. It's going to be great. Like, Enjoy yourself there, Jared. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, like, um, I'm very, I'm very skeptical of people who say, like, in prison, like, oh, I found God and therefore I should, I, I deserve to get out and stuff. But at the same time, I know that it's happened for a lot of people as well. Like, there are a lot of real stories of people who are like, they've lost all hope and then they've turned to the Bible and shit, and then all of a sudden their life has meaning. And then, like, next thing you know, they're they're teaching young people like what not to do and shit. Like, don't do what I did. They're writing books and like all that. You know, it's, there are positives in that sense. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The, the, but the thing is, right, what I was going to say is those people are already in prison when that happens. Mm. So, like, you know, I'll give you that. Like, to hear it before, it was it was a weird thing to do. And it would have been one of those things where the solicitor or the lawyer or whatever would have called up the friend, Tim Matter and said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. We need a redemption story. Like it's we can't, right. you can't right. bring it you can't be playing the Jesus card too early, man. Not too, not yeah, you can't pull it out too soon, man, because if yeah. you if you whip that thing out too soon, everybody's gonna see what you're holding and you don't want that. Yeah. You've got to keep Spot it in the back on. pocket. I don't know if you remember, Damo, when we used to do Hain Watch back on the show. Yeah, uh, that was a long time. That was like eight years ago. Back when he was in the NFL and they were doing 48 segments a, a week on him, uh, no matter what That's he right. did, like yeah. took a shit, better do a story on Jared. Uh, the, the theme song that we played for that was... Oh, fuck, it was too. Holy shit. He's a member of the Hillsong Church and has been a, like a like very like outspoken religious his entire life. Uh-huh. And suddenly Timmy's like, no, no, he went to Bible college now. He's good now. He's all right. Right. Uh, what happened to all the religious stuff for the last decade? You know, did that just slip to the wayside? Uh, well, it might have, Greeno. Um, mm. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so where do you want to start? All right, well, you've said what you think. Here's, here's what I think. This is a problem, right? So it's a very difficult conversation to have because here's the story that I sent you, and, like, so I'm going to take issue. I, I shouldn't have to say that rape is not okay, but I feel like there's too many idiots out there that would demand it of me anyway. So I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'll reiterate, okay, rape is not good. Rape is bad. We Nobody likes the idea of rape. I hope that satisfies anyone before, you know, I continue on here. But so 
there's the there's the issue I have with this story fundamentally is right like ex teammate Tony Williams sacked for appalling response to Hayne's sentence. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, it wasn't wasn't it appalling response to Hayne's sentence? He ended up like uh, all the responses were about blaming the victim. Yeah, but but well, fine, but appalling yeah. response. Okay, so but here's the issue, right? Fundamentally, like who cares? So like who cares? Um, for example, look, a rugby league star has been sacked immediately by his club. He's not Tony Williams. Is not a rugby league star. He's no, a guy who played for so Australia crazy. what like ten years ago, and now he's playing for the New York Freedom. Ironically, yeah. when he signs up with a an expansion American league American that hasn't league even club. started yet, he's not a star, Damo. Right. So mm. uh, we cannot control what others do, but we can control how we respond. I, I see. Look, there's the there's a couple of this is a very fucking complicated issue for me. I think with this, uh, people post. Like I'll read what they wrote, uh, right, and then it's complicated because that's our number one uh, number one blockhead fan. Yeah, is, is actually tweeting the article. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Mary Kay, Lady Sue Lee, yeah. and what she says, there's nothing even wrong with that either. But um, I, I still wonder, like, who fucking cares? Why is this being reported on? You can't tell me, like, so the two players who have written these despicable things that everybody needs to be angry about. Uh, Do you Tony, want to know the answer to that question? Uh, well, hang on. They're Tony Williams and Krishnan Inu, right? And they're, so they're not like just these big fucking names. They're not uh, anybody that anything, uh, anybody, they're not anyone that anybody cares about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yep. they have found these things because I fundamentally am like, well, who gives a fuck? Who cares yep. what they say? Um, but there, there is another thing here, right? So two, quickly two more things and then I'll go to you, right? Because I just want to get these two things off my chest. Number one is like football culture, okay? And like this isn't a defense. This is, you know, if anything, it's more towards like, well, these things like are obviously going to happen in this kind of environment. Football culture, like no one's denying that these guys are basically fucking meatheads who get into fucking gangbangs and shit with chicks when they're on the road and stuff. Like uh-huh. we've all known that for fucking ages. And they've gotten away with it their entire life. Absolutely, they have. Like, because, like, if you're a good player, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And Mm -hmm. everybody in the fucking league knows it. So, like, part of me is pissed because of all of these, like, football journalists, Greeno, who suck the cocks of the NRL or whatever sporting body it is to get access. They all know this shit, too. Yeah, but now they, they could report on all these things, but, but they don't because exactly. they lose the access to the players. But, but but see, but they're writing the, these two guys who listen to this, all right? And you tell me if this is something that you need to be upset about. Here's one quote that one of these guys wrote, like his former teammates. Listen, to, listen. I'll read it as it's written. Okay. Before I let this be, just want to congratulate the victim and the so-called justice system. You've you've sent an innocent brotherly to jail away from his kids. You bunch of flops, that's all respectfully. Don't think justice was served its proper intent to the so-called victim, full stop, not a comma. Hope you actually get the help you need because things that was said about my boy wasn't what he's about, never has, never will be. Like, this is not something that I think anybody should really be upset about because, you know, there's there's the culture of, like, footy tape, like, I think that these are a couple of like fucking very dim-witted people who are just like, no, no, well, no, but these are a couple of dim. (laughs) 
These are a couple of these are just a couple of dim-witted footy fucking mates who are like, oh fuck, I've got to stand up for my boy, mate. You know, like I'm just fucking, hey, that's fucking bullshit. Because let's be honest here, they've probably followed as much of the court case as you and I have. And while I have followed zero, how much have you followed? Zero. So we're all we're all in the same boat in terms of information, but they're just falling back on. I mean, they're guys who are like you know, over six feet and weigh a fucking shitload. They're, they're trained killers basically who can like, you know, do incredible things athletically. And they've just been like, they've been locked in 13 year old boydom for the last 30 years. And they're just like, yeah, Hey, fucking my boy went to jail. So I don't get upset by shit like that. You've you've actually summed that up perfectly there. They are in 13 year old boydom. And that's the kind of thing a 13 year old. I don't think it's evil, though. That's the thing. I don't think it's evil or wrong or bad. I just think they're just like, hey, I'll fucking tweet this out because my mate is in trouble, mate. You know, like it's. It's fucking fault, bro. That's the problem. Exactly. And that's where where the. But isn't that what we want? But isn't that what we want? We don't want all of. uh, We don't want everybody like being media trained and only saying the appropriate thing all the time. These guys aren't in the NRL anymore, so they didn't give a fuck. No, of Um, course. But like, is is it? Is it, is it worth? But what I'm getting, what I'm getting at here is, this guy lost his job, his playing job. Uh, there's going to be fallout. Like it's going to be an outrage campaign. They're going to be calling for these guys' fucking heads. And I, my my question is simply this: Is it worth it when you consider, you know, what we're dealing with here? And I'm not sure it is. So that's the well, now, issue I have. And I'm not saying that rape is okay because you know some idiot will get in touch, greed on. So he's defending a rapist. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. The issue I have is like, why even fucking care what, you know, somebody like this would even have to say about it. It doesn't, it shouldn't even bother you. The guy is going to jail. They didn't rape anybody. These dudes who wrote these tweets, they didn't do anything except tweet silly things. And next thing you know, their life is going to be fucking destroyed because of it. And I'm not sure that that's okay. That's my point. Fair enough. Now, do you want to know how this came about, Damo? How this guy got sacked? Yep. Do you want to know the, the backstory? Please. So the reason that Tony Williams got sacked is because Channel 9, in inverted commas, journalist Danny Wilder sent the tweet to the football club and asked what they were going to do about it so he could get a story out of it. Of course. Of course. So, so <laughs> the story you're reading is actually created by Danny Wilder. I reckon it's probably written by him as well. Yeah. He basically created a thing to get some – he's like, oh, this, is quite, this might get some traction. He's, he's sent that to uh, the New York, whoever they're fucking called, yeah. and it's gone. Well, this is this guy's a, a fucking rape apologist. He's attacking a victim here. What oh, you, my is goodness. This is what your club stands for. So then he got a whole night of stories out of it. He'll get another story out of it tomorrow, wow. and he's done his job. Whilst yeah. Tony, despite fucking tweeting very stupid shit, mm-hmm. is now out of the job. Um, well, I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it's generating the news at this point, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. creating the news because honestly – Here's here's the ridiculous thing, like, and this is this is the thing that should fucking shoot holes in anybody who says otherwise. If if all of these media outlets didn't highlight these tweets, nobody would fucking know about it. Hundred percent right. If they just let that go by the wayside, everyone would have been pissed off yesterday, going, yeah. "This is a dumb tweet," and moved on today. No one would have thought about it. Exactly. Now it's going to be in the news for three more days. They yep. get their new news cycle, and they they're going to they're going to they're they're get their pound of flesh. They're going to get their pound of flesh, Greeno. Like they're going to anybody who they can like, because it's a hot topic right now and it's getting clicks. Uh, Anybody that they can put in the fucking sights of this story, they're going to be like, "Mm, heat seeking missile right up your fucking ass, mate. 
So you know, um, that's that's why that's why they should also lay low. If you're a, if you're a Jared Haynes mate, um, and you feel like jumping on Twitter later tonight after having maybe a couple or two many fucking Chardonnays, you know, and be like, you know, my boy didn't do anything wrong. Just remember, like, you're going to be stepping out into a fucking war zone because there are, like, drones flying around with infrared sensors just waiting to emulsify anybody who pokes their head up out of the trench. So just be careful. <laughs> uh, that's enough Hain stuff. Right. I want to know. We well, haven't no, no, spoken. No. That's not enough Hain stuff because we have to do this, Greeno. We have to cover oh, this. Okay. So, um... Do you, do you want to do a little bit? Apparently, there was a bit of outrage, Greeno, at the court. Do you like a good court fight scene? Is it, are you a fan? Uh, I find it a bit hacky, mate. I, I find it very current affair, today, tonight action. Yes, exactly. That's um, why it's good. So That's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so apparently, this was like after the sentencing. Oh, no, not, pardon me, the verdict. This was after the verdict out the front of like this football player's uh, courtroom. Jared, are you prepared to go into custody? What an idiotic question. Is that yeah. is that Kimberly Joe Johnson, whatever her name is from uh, Gladiators? Kimberly Joe. Is that how, 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 how do you, Jared, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? Nice, Gary. <laughs> she was down there. And, on, on, you know, upon a, a second look, Greeno, you notice that her microphone isn't even actually plugged in. She's, <laughs> how do you feel, Jared? How do you feel? Fantastic. All right. All right, we'll leave it there. Come on, you want to move on. Fine. I do, because we haven't spoken in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I need I need boogie story time, sir. You, ah. you, I like you stories you about pinatas. Uh Lady Boogie's birthday. You tweeted me. Well, we've lost him again. Always at the worst possible time. About Cleopatra Pokies. So I've been I've been hanging for this story for weeks. Cleopatra Pokies. All right. So we went to let's see. I name. like stories about pinatas. So we decided Greeno to take like a little walk down memory lane and somewhere we we haven't been for a long time, and that was the good old Panthers. Greeno decided to hit up the Panthers. <laughs> oh, I can hear him. I can hear him fumbling around. You know what? I'm just going to wait. <laughs> On trial tonight is Greeno's internet connection. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I did. We're good. It's D-Life. I, I, I blame uh, the Discord. Okay. Blame the Discord. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Whatever, mate. Okay. Where did you lose me? Um, story time? Right at the start, yes. Ah, there we go. I like stories about pinatas. Yeah, so we just, we decided to walk no, down dang. memory lane, Greener, and we yeah. thought that we'd hit up good old Panthers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we went to Panthers. Um, I haven't been there for a very long time, and probably the last time I went there was probably with you, and I reckon we were still in our very early 20s the last time I yeah, walked in there. Yeah, probably place. would have been. So we're, we're talking over a decade for sure. Yeah. I Like, I've been to a restaurant in there, but that's, like, in the first little part that you walk in. I mm-hmm. haven't been, like, yeah. in the club and bought drinks and played pokies and stuff or anything for a very long time. So yeah. uh, we decided to hit up Panthers. We went for a little feed. And then we, you know what? We're out tonight. Uh, we're the oldest people in the fucking room in this place already, uh, which yep. which actually changed later on because I had to like my card wouldn't work at a bar. We went to the dank upstairs, Greeno. Oh, the dank! Yeah, 
so we many memories. Yeah, oh, oh, fantastic. And it's still very danky. Like the, the bar is still in the same place. They've done a little yeah. bit of remodeling, like put in some different like settings and stuff, but it's pretty much still the way the dank used to be. Yeah, just, does the carpet still smell like stale cigarettes and, and soiled beer? Actually, funny you mentioned that because the couch, I think it's the same. Like, remember that big mustard fucking thing? That yeah. Used to be? It's the same one because all the cushions are like cracked. The vinyl's all cracked yeah, and get, shit. Uh, so it's vintage. You can't yeah. get rid of that. It's classic. Hey, oh, and, and that thing would stink of like cigarettes because cigarettes have only been banned indoors here for what, like a bit over, what, 15 years or something? 10 yeah, years, something like years. that. They were just phasing it out when we stopped like going to clubs. They, they, you remember they used to have the designated smoking areas Correct. and that's why that's why we hung in the dank because there was like little pockets of each club that you there's the smoko area. Yep. So all the smokers would congregate to that area right. and it was a big cesspool of filthy smoke and beer. It was, it was like heaven. Yeah. Uh, and that's also where you got your cocktails and stuff. That's also where yeah. like the live music was. So it was the best mm-hmm. fucking spot in the joint, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we went up to the Dank and, like, you know, different part of the... So I'm, this is a sub-story. I like stories mm-hmm. about pinatas. Sub-story. So the card wouldn't work, so I had to, you know, go downstairs to the ATM to get cash out to go back up to the Dank to purchase the beverages. And mm-hmm. just as, like, I hit that ramp, you know that ramp that goes from the Dank back down to the lobby? To the Evans Theatre, that's right. Correct. Just as I started down this ramp, that's when Evans Theatre opened up. And just when I thought I was the oldest person in the room, out comes at least 100 fucking pensioners. Wow. (laughs) And and I mean with walkers and everything. Yeah. And so I'm stuck behind this fucking line of pensioners because they're working their way down the ramp. And, like, I'm I'm shuffling. I can't push past them like I normally would, like, with younger people. So I'm just having to patiently. And, like, I've got little old ladies who are moving, like... at a snail's pace, like looking over their shoulder at me going, it's a nice show, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what, what show they saw, Green. They weren't even moving, Damo. That was just gravity pushing them down. Yeah. They were actually at a standstill. Yeah, it was like it was like trying to blend. It was like in uh, The Walking Dead when you're trying to blend into a herd of zombies. Yeah. Like just don't move, don't scream, just act like them. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, <laughs> making my way down here. So anyway, after dinner, we decided, well, well, hey, look, I haven't played a poker machine in a long time, Greeno. Let's go and have a little slap. Let's go and have a little taste. We put uh, 20 bucks or 30 bucks into one poker machine in the beginning, and it was gone in like 45 seconds. I'm like, I don't, take even, long, I don't even know what the setting is on this thing. Like, <laughs> these, this is completely different. Bear in mind, Green and myself are only in our, like, we'll, we'll say this, Green, mid to late 30s. Do you like that? We'll call it late 30s. Yeah. Late 30s. I, I like to, late. I prefer mid to late 30s. It's late. It's late. <laughs> it's when you, late. When you're on the back end, it's when you have to late. round up, when you round up, it's late. <laughs> yeah. Like Conan, the, the, the final, the, you know, the ending music for Conan is just starting up. That's how late yeah. it is. It's fucking late. So, all right. Well, I don't understand this poker machine. I said to the lovely Lady Boogie, why don't we go and find ourselves a Cleopatra machine, Greeno? Now, you can't you go remember, wrong with you can't, you can't go wrong. But see, you call it, I think you call it Queen of the Nile. I call it, it Cleo- is Queen of the Nile. I, yeah. yeah, right. But I've seen it with Cleopatra as well. Um, yeah, but, there's two versions. Well, there's actually three. There's three. Because you have Cleopatra, you have Queen of the Nile. But I think the universal name of this poker machine is the Pyramids. Everyone the calls pyramid, it the pyramids, right. right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll we'll go and find ourselves a pyramid. And I'm walking around this fucking place for about 15 minutes. We're we're drinking our drink, walking around. There's a lot of poker machines in this club. Oh, a it's fucking it's packed, a fuck to the, ton. packed to the gills. Packed to the gills. So we're walking like different levels and shit. Eventually I cave and I go up to one of like the 
I guess you would call them a quote-unquote gaming consultant, Reno, <laughs> on the floor of the poker machines. I go up to him and I say, look, look this is going to sound weird, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I'm looking for a specific machine that was very popular about 20 years ago. 25 years ago, yeah. Yeah, and, and when you get the feature on the machine, a bunch of pyramids spin on the screen. And I look at her and like, so can you help me out? <laughs> she, she, this chick is like half my age, right? <laughs> she's, she's like, um, uh, uh, she goes, I'll go and ask somebody. I'm like, oh, now yeah. they're going to ask somebody. Now it's become a thing, okay? Yeah, you become the running joke in Panthers for the rest That's of right. the night. That's right, because somebody else previous to that had told us that they have these machines somewhere. They're so still around, I swear. I they swear are still, still around, around, but this here's the key, right? So the supervisor ends up coming up to us and says, oh, look, are you? The, I swear to God, are you, are you the ones that were asking about the fucking the Cleopatra machines or whatever? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she said, look, yeah, we do have them, but <coughs> pardon me, about a month ago, we moved them into storage. <laughs> oh, how dare they? <laughs> but that's when I realized just how old I really was. Because yeah. here I was in like a in a gambling facility asking for a machine that's so old that they've put it into a fucking warehouse. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's, in, it's, it's in storage. It's and in like storage. the subtext to that was, and so should you be. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> they've they've yeah. moved about. They're, they're so old. It's like having somebody, you go over to somebody's house and they still have one of those rotary phones. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the way I felt. So that's my story, Grant. I like that's stories about story. pinatas. I'm, I'm personally a little bit gutted. Like that that bad boy, that particular machine hmm. should be heritage listed it at Panthers. <laughs> because that used to be like 90% of the machines. You walked around Panthers back yeah. in the day, yeah. it was 90% Cleopatras or variants of it. Do you remember King of the Nile, Damo? <sighs> I don't remember With, King of the Nile. <laughs> King of the Nile was the better version of the Queen of the Nile because you got the option when you got the feature of how many games you wanted to play. Ah. So you could get like five five games, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, but depending on how many games you played, your payout was lower. You could get a so little payout go, instead. Yeah, so off. it was like, you know, I'll play 25, but you only get whatever the payout is. But if you play five, you get you get a multiplier of five times your outcome. Right. So yes. you, you got to gamble within the gamble and it was all happy days. And then it gave you the option of, hey, you've just played the feature. Would you like to keep it or try again? Ah, yes. That, Double was, up. that for me was the pinnacle of, of the, the games because it was it was a point better than Cleopatra because you got the chance to gamble your feature a second time round. Absolutely fantastic. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Greeno, gambling connoisseur. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Can't be old movie. 
movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot, tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies. The ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, a couple of ways you can do it. Uh, number one would be the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper Greeno. Uh, we went a little bit over time in that first segment. Just a tick. Just a little tad, just a little touch. But- 15 minutes. That's all right. That's fine. And that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick, uh, quick uh, hot goss off the press, Damo. Please. Uh, t- Tony Williams also been sacked by the Windsor Wolves. <laughs> I shit you not. I just read it. Oh, so for, uh, for American listeners, consider like the minor league club. For uh, uh, whatever the minor league, the feeder club is for NFL teams, that's the equivalent of the Windsor Wolves. <laughs> no, um, the, Win- the Windsor Wolves is a feeder club for a feeder club, Greener. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty low down. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. How, old, a- how old is Tony Williams? He's still playing footy, though. He's obviously a fit guy. He'd be his mid-30s, I reckon. Mid- no, he's got to be older than that, surely. surely. He's younger than us. He's definitely younger than us. Tony Williams. Um, yeah, he, he pissed away his career pretty early, man. So he was mm. still young when he had to retire from the NRL. Yeah. I remember because uh, like, the other the other player in that story, well, I'm not going to hang on it, um, but Kristen, you know, he was quite a good little player for Parramatta back in the day. He was good. And then he went over to New Zealand, played and, for the Warriors yeah, for just, two years. His career then, just ended and then he went to England. Yeah, couldn't defend. He was, uh, yeah, he can't tackle. Yeah, yeah, can't tackle. But, but very yeah, good, very good. Like he'd score a try every two games or something on average. Yeah, it was a handy, handy center and a goal kicker as well. So That's true, yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, good on him. Uh, Damo, what are we going to do? Let's skip my story time. Let's go to your story time. Let's no, go no, to I the... just did a story. You have to do a story now. I've just finished yeah. the story. I just want yeah, I want to hear a story. I gave you a story. story. You need to give me a story. All right. My story is pretty shit. But anyway. Uh, I like so... stories about pinatas. Give it to me. I don't, I've, got a, I've got a family down the street. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we talked about this previously on the show where the, the area that I moved to, very Aussie, Damo. Yes. Like there's not... 
not a lot of multiculturalism that happens in the area that, that I've moved to. Um, uh, was my, it my, Australia Day that you noticed most of the very Australian activity taking place? Like a lot of day, was it shirtless flag, men? Yeah, shirtless men, flag fest, people flag wearing fest. flags. Nice. Uh, yeah. Tattoo, was, were was there like, tattoos of Southern crosses on either calves tattoos. or chests or backs? Mate, I was dropping the, I was picking up the the daughter from school the other day, and I messaged the wife. And I'm like, "Fuck me, there are a lot of tattoos in my suburbs." Yes. Like, and the reason I pointed out is because following a dude who had his whole head tattooed, and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, he takes up that- like thirty percent of the the suburb, though." I'm like, that seems a bit excessive, don't yeah, you think? Yeah. Like, surely just get a couple and you're good to go. You don't need the fucking whole head. <laughs> just get a couple. Like, don't be greedy, mate. Save, greedy. save some sink, save some save ink the for the rest of us. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, there's there's a place down the road uh, that, that the kids, uh, they're all kind of like, you know, they're either just about to go into high school or in high school, and they all have big, fat, dirty mullet stain on Ah, right. Okay. So there seems to be a big mullet culture down here. Uh, oh, sorry, but, I just have to, sorry, I, I just quickly, very quickly. I like right. stories about pinatas. Uh, B.E.'s in the chat, Greeno, and he's confirming. Uh, Williams is 32 years old. So he's even like younger. Than, younger than what we thought. Yeah. And uh, Inu played for the Bulldogs. Yes, he played for the Bulldogs after he played for Para, though. So I think he That's was right. like Para to like 2010, 2011 or something. Yeah, the Bulldogs and Warriors, I think. That's right. Well, did he do the Bulldogs after the Warriors? I thought he went Must. to the Warriors first. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I it's one of the two. B.E.'s on, yeah. B's on it. He's in the chat. B.E.'s on, on it. Okay, let's reopen. I like stories about pinatas. So pay attention to these kids because they, they seem to be, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of mullets, mm. uh, a, lot of, a lot of bogan aspects involved Lovely. there. Sounds good. And then, and then I see that the dad come home uh, a couple of weeks back. So this is the family again, down the street. It's family down the street. And okay. I see the dad's also sporting a big fat mullet. I'm like, well, you know, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Of it's, course. It's, it's like it's, when you see a fat kid, more often yeah. than not, the parents are really fat, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you see so, tall parents, the kids are tall. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, these things happen. You see a mullet. The mullet, the mullet is genetic, Greener. You have to yeah. have a certain kind of uh, DNA in order to look at a mullet and go, you know what? I'll have one of those. I take that. <laughs> You've got and, to have and, a certain genetic that. makeup. <laughs> I'm gonna pass it on to my kids too. Um, do you, do, speaking of genetic makeups, do you think the propensity towards mullet behavior is increased if, like, with the level of ginger that you have in your hair? I think so. I think it's also a requirement. If you're ginge, it's yeah. a fifty percent quota. It's got to be mullet. Yeah, because their their quota is like their ratio of like mullet to non mullet is way higher than the rest of society. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. brunette it's guys, great. blonde guys, there aren't as many mullets as ginger guys per capita. Oh. Yeah. yeah, spot on, yeah. spot on. Um, so I see the dad, I'm like, all right. And then I'm telling the wife this story, and she's just like, you're being judgmental. Like, I think you're, you're judging a book by its cover. And I'm like, fair call. Look, maybe I'm not giving these people a chance. i got to yeah. fucking, you know, just. Probably really nice uh, guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've got to stop the assumption that maybe these people are bogans. So I'm, I'm uh, had to had to switch the cars over because we got you know, depending on who has to leave in the morning, got to switch the cars. And that, what I have to do is I have to reverse out, I have to duck up the road, do a Yui, come back down, Serious? park the car. Why, now, why do you the, have to hang on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I like stories about I know, the interrupt my we story. Can't, we can't. Only, you wanted this story and you want to interrupt the story. Well, we can't we can't move on on that point. Why do you have to why do you have to reverse out and like go up the road and do a U-turn and come back and because I don't like wasting time, Damo. That I feel sounds like, like a I'm waste just, of time. No, 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 because I feel like if I'm just sitting there waiting for the wife to reverse the car out, I'm wasting my time. So I'm like, well, <laughs> she's gonna take 30 seconds for I to get out. You're I'll great. just I'll I'll you're crazy. I drive man. up, I do a yo, I come back down. So good. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll reopen the so, story. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. Good explanation. I don't, I don't waste time. So anyway, 
the the uh, the mullet family lives on the corner that I'm doing. <laughs> the mullet family. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> so as so as I'm doing the U, they've got the garage open, Damo. They got the garage open, yeah. and I see on the inside of their garage. Was it like a, a foggy, it, dewy morning with like a bit of mist coming off the this grass? Is, this, is, this is like late arvo. Late arvo. Oh, okay. doing this. Yeah, yeah. So I got full light. I got full exposure. I can see it clearly. <laughs> I see, I see like a, a big chalkboard, right? So obviously they've sit oh. there. Like we've got a bunch of kids. They want to draw on the chalk. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Did you but have the, a chalkboard? I had a chalkboard. I had a chalkboard, but yeah. I had like a, a regular size chalkboard. This yeah, thing little one. Is, yeah. is on the wall of the garage, oh. and it's the full size of the garage, like uh, the length of the the garage. It's oh, massive, so it's right? like a, like a high school maths chalkboard. Spot on, like yeah. huge. It's like you can just create your own art on half the garage wall. It's okay, fantastic. I'm nice. like, great idea. This is good. And then I'm, I stopped for a minute. I had, I literally had to hit the brakes. I'm like, am I seeing this right? And inside, so once again, wife told me, don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe they're not bogus. Yeah, peer into their garage. It's dead. <laughs> so I look, and what do I see, Damo? I see literally yeah. the length of the entire wall on the chalkboard inside these people's house. Mm. A big fat dick and balls drawn oh, on the chalkboard. Nice, Gary. Gary. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, well, you know. We can trust them. We can trust. We yeah. can trust. They're, they're, they're fine. That's a fantastic uh, story. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. If only you could yeah, teach it. Maybe you should reach out to that young boy, Greeno, in that household and teach him how to do the dunny roll. Yes, the dunny roll. Uh, two things I can draw, Damo. Dunny roll and dynamite. That's it. <laughs> Cylindrical. We don't. We don't. We don't struggle with cylinders. But everything else, no, cube, everything else, cube. No, nah, I can't do it. But you <laughs> give me two cylinders yeah. and a dunny roll. That's what. What. What event was that? We did. Uh, so quick. Uh, this is a, a combined story. I like stories story about pinatas. There was some school event when me, me and Boogie were in primary school, where uh, for some reason everyone was still out running. It was either athlete, it wasn't athletes kind of because that was out. It must have been cross country. Um, yeah. Because. Because the classrooms were empty, and long we must distance. have finished. Yeah, you're right. It was early. a long, di- yeah, it was a long distance. Yep, yep. Yeah. Right. So we we come inside our classroom and realize there's no one there. So we took that opportunity as Year Five students mm. to cover the entire uh, school, our classroom chalkboard with nothing but toilet rolls. Toilet rolls, like not a pile of shit, you know, like no. not a shit or any like nothing vulgar, but like little cartoon of a toilet roll. Cartoon of a toilet roll and just like 50 of them. 50 and we're like, just cover the room. We, we've peaked. Yeah. We've peaked right now. Yeah. That's the height of like year five comedy. And everyone walked in like, it's like a toilet roll. Something. Who did this? And, they, and then and they, the best part they just was, looked at the, to- the, best part, looked at the tallest say, dude. I was going to say the best part was like they weren't even all the same size. It was like a mural of toilet rolls. Mm. So we had like a few big ones and then we, we, we tried to fill as much space with like all different size toilet rolls as we possibly yeah. could. Uh, all, drawn, all drawn the exact same way, but just in different scales, Greta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet you could still draw that it. too. I bet you could I still can. do it. Me too. As the only, like my daughter asked me to draw something the other day. I'm like, this is all I know how to draw. So yep. I drew a toilet roll. Yep. I know. Uh, and I bet you could do it with like that tricky Microsoft paint where you have to use the mouse too, and it would I'd still be way. perfect. Yeah. I'd find a way. No fucking problem. Um, Excellent. I like already stories about when, when they asked, the they're like, well, who the hell did this? And it was pretty obvious because mm. you were already like six foot at that age yeah. and, and the drawing was quite high. And <laughs> Who did this one matter, in the corner? <laughs> they're, they're looking at a gun. Well, Damo obviously did this and Greeno, <laughs> Greeno just follows him everywhere. So obviously he did the lower ones. <laughs> pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> they have a fuck teachers. What do they know? We're doing all right. We're doing fine. Uh, time, for a, 
Time for a boogie story time, sir. Uh, okay. I like stories about pinatas. Well, this isn't so much a story time as it is like a, a discussion on morals and ethics within the, the you know, the married household, Greeno. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I, I have this thing where I prefer, me personally, I like to have my salt and pepper, like readily accessible on countertops, on tabletops, in the food preparation slash consumption area, I want salt and pepper like I'm in a diner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want it there ready to go at all times. Now, on the reverse, my wife likes to put it away in the pantry. Okay. So my wife and I have been engaged in this, basically like this condiment cold war in this house. It's unspoken war where there are no battles, but only victims. Yeah. Like for months now where like I'll leave the salt and pepper out when I'm cooking or when I'm putting a bit of salt and pepper on a sandwich or something, and then I'll come back and it's back in the pantry again. <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? And I keep bringing it, it out and I keep putting it away. So I, I, I thought today, you know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. So I was cooking tonight. I was cooking that uh, lamb shanks and stew mm-hmm. on a little bit of rice, tweeted it out. Uh, so I was cooking tonight and I said, look, we need to talk. <laughs> I, I swear <laughs> to God, this is a true story. Yeah. I said, we need to talk about this. And she said, what? And I said, we need to talk about the salt and pepper situation. And I see her smirk and I'm like, I know you, because this is the thing. We've been together so long now. I know that I wasn't the only one who was engaging in a salt and pepper cold war. Like, I know that she was also doing it. She was doing it to fucking piss me off. Like, a bit of gamesmanship. A bit of brinkmanship. That's right. Yeah. No no direct conflict, no direct battles. Like, we haven't had any yeah. fights or anything, but there's been brinkmanship going constantly. I'll move my troops Tuttle. here. Like a game yeah, of risk, Green. Yeah. Right? Yeah, chess, mate. <laughs> so I say this, and she smirks at me, and I said, look, we need a little bit of conflict resolution here. Now, I said to her, this is the way I like my salt and pepper up on the counter. You like to put it away. And I said, look, I went to the public with this. And she kind of looks at me funny. And I said, yeah, I put out a poll on Twitter (laughs) about where the the salt and pepper should live. And I said, look, unfortunately, babe, 73% of respondents, they agreed with me. So I guess we're going to have to leave it out. But that's when she brought out, this is what women do really well. That's when she brought out the stealth bomber, like in this in this little to and fro in this Cold War greener. I thought I had the upper hand. I've got the yeah. Kalishnikov. I've got the latest tank. We've just fired Sputnik into space. Next thing you know, she comes back with the stealth bomber, and she says, "Well, you know what? I wouldn't have so much of a problem with it as long as you, because your problem is you leave the salt and the pepper out, but then you start adding to the pile of herbs and shit that you leave on the bench." Ah, and then, so and it then becomes like an infectious situation. Exactly. Where it spreads. That was exactly that was her word. It spreads. Mm. So mm. then, next thing you know, there's olive oil on the bench because I use yeah. a lot of olive oil when now I cook. Now you're taking it too far. Yeah, you take That's liberties, right. Damo. I take the liberties, yeah. Greedo, because you I'm give not... them an inch, they take a foot. That's how it works. Exactly, and the same thing applies during the Cold War. You see, because if she gives up ground on the salt and pepper, she mm. knows that she's basically going to have to carve off a portion of the Ukraine. And hand yeah. it to me into in kitchen terms. And so here's the thing. Uh, I think I was channeling um, Henry Kissinger when we, when we came up with this deal. All right. And I said, yeah. look, how about this? How about this for a proposal? Just putting it on the table, UN style. Let's talk about this. What if you allow me to have the salt and the pepper out, like right here under like where the cutting board is next to the knife, the knife collection, right? You let me have it there and I will 
make this pledge to you that I will put every other condiment back into the pantry. And she looks at me and she goes, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Let's do that. And I said, okay, we agreed on that. Not five seconds later, (laughs) she says to me, you know, the salt and pepper would be really good in this drawer here. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Gary. The lady would be a nice Gary. And I said, no, 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 no. We've already made the deal. We've already Ooh. negotiated. She said, I know, I'm negotiating. I said, no, no, you, you, you negotiate before you agree to a deal, yeah. not after you agree to a deal, Greener. Mm. So in the end, I think that's it's a good lesson for the kids out there. Conflict resolution. This was a Cold War that was raging for months in this house. It was an undercurrent of all of yeah. our interactions here. But we came to a solution, and I'm pleased to report that from now on, the salt and pepper will remain on the countertop. Greener. I like stories about pinatas. My story. Very good. Very, very good. So uh, we're going to skip six, seven, eight. Let's go to number nine, Damon. Let's talk about Liz Cambridge. We'll carry some of those over for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you, you know who Liz Cambridge is, correct? Uh, well, here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm not a big female sports fan, but yeah, she must be a really, really famous female sportsman because I know who she is. Yeah, so she's part of the, uh, what are they called? The female version of the Boomers. The Opals. The Opals, there we go. They're way better than the Boomers. I really should know that they're called the Opals. Um, so uh, she's she's a bit outspoken. She she likes to, to get a voice out there. And uh, this week, uh, or not this week, today, hmm. um, she's indicated she's considering boycotting the upcoming Tokyo Games over a lack of racial diversity, Damo. In the photo shoot of the Australian team. So they did a bit of a photo. They're like, look, here's the Aussies. Here's the Aussies. Here's a photo. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and she's like, well, look, I'm fucking, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. You've taken a photo. There's 12 people there. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't see a black person. Well, I've like, got the photo on the screen now. And I think yeah. one thing that's worth mentioning, Greeno, here is um, if you look at this photo, okay, she's lamenting the fact of racial diversity. You do have two people missing legs and one guy in a wheelchair. So there's yep. not enough diversity here in this photo for the Olympic exactly. team. Apparently not. Right. No, we need we need more. So uh, so that that itself, and you're like, well, this this is no good. Like, obviously, Liz, Liz is unhappy. Just like, mm-hmm. no, fucking. We can't have that. Photo. She's the best. She's the best basketball player we've got. We've got to placate her, Greeno. We've got to make so her this, happy. So following on from that, I see this this uh, image. She talks about how uh, you know we need to represent the country. Now, the second image of the photo, not the one you've got there, there's another photo later on, includes Indigenous Rugby Sevens player Maurice Longbottom. Cambridge wrote in response to that, also fake tan doesn't equal diversity. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Gary! I think she's missing the point of what she's trying to achieve here, Damo. Do you know uh, what? Do you know what? Like, like interestingly, I think this highlights um of a thing that nobody likes to talk about. Like, they like to pretend that this doesn't exist. Um, hello, mm. if you're listening out there and you're very concerned about racism in sport and stuff, or racism in general, here's here's the thing for you: black people are racist to each other. Yeah, because like p- because people who are like blacker than other people who are black like get racism from the people who aren't as black as them, right? They they call each other like light skins and shit. So black people are also racist to each other. I don't know if they, you know that or not, you know? So, so she's like, Oh, that's a, that's a tan. You're not black. That's a tan. Right. So that, that's, we all know this. 
you know. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm I'm in favour of diversity, but he's not black enough for me. It's like, black whoa, enough, hey. <laughs> there, uh, another thought, though, Damo, oh, she's worried about the, the lack of diversity in the, you know, in the Australian Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Isn't her withdrawing doing the opposite of what she's trying to achieve? That's one less black person in the Australian squad. <laughs> Think about it, Liz. Think about it. Uh, that's enough about Liz Cambridge. We've given her enough time. She's a fucking idiot. Um, Damo. Damo. Uh, B.E. Uh, B.E. Uh, long, long time contributor to the show. He got in touch with me while we were off and he's like, okay. Reno, I, I know, I know I feel like I'm doing the Lord's work here, putting out the B.E. report uh, every week for you guys. Uh, but I feel like I could be doing more. I feel mm. like I need to go. I need to travel the world, and and I need to just uh, give my talents and support to the to the wider community. The world, the world's a bit of a fuck place at the moment, if you're not aware, Damo. Yes. Uh, so BE is now uh, what, what we'd like to refer to on BE's charity tour. Okay. So uh, obviously he's out there, he's spreading spreading his love around the world. Uh, first stop this week, Damo, for BE on his his uh, his charity tour, hmm. India. <laughs> So, B, you can't do a report this week. He's over there in India. Now, I checked in. Really? Yeah. So, I checked in with him and I'm like, look, uh, what specific? Are you hang, hanging out oxygen, Damo? Handing out oxygen, making sure that the, the Indian people get those fucking, ventilators cracking, Greeno. 400,000 400, cases over there at the moment, Damo, per day. It's fucking going nuts, right? It's going so off B its tits like, over there, Greeno. B is like, no, no, no. I'm here for the important issues, Damo. Mm. I'm here to make sure that Michael Slater's okay. <laughs> So looking forward to uh, an update on who BE will be helping next week. (laughs) It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we are in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10pm Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ. What are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I 
hate you. Oh, hate come on, you secretly ass. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Time to get, I got some Statmans saved up, Damo. Uh, it's a Statman friends. We're going to pump out five bad boys in a row. Back to back to back. Can I ask just one quick question before we do Statmans? Like to respond yeah, sure. to something in the chat. Uh, Bocca yeah. Bradley in the chat asked Greeno, like following on from our salt and pepper discussion. Where mm-hmm. do you put the sugar? Sugar? Uh, well, here's the thing. So uh, with sugar, I've got a coffee machine, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got a bit of a, a – like, I, I drink so much coffee throughout the course of the day. We probably – that's why me and my wife probably go through like, like six or seven cups a day. Okay. So we need it readily accessible. So okay. we've got – she's got like a nice little like uh, – it's kind of like a cheese board. Mm. But it's become like a coffee platter, if you will. So we've got right. it up right, right next to the coffee machine. So it's got the sugar, it's got the the tea bags. Ah, okay. Oh, we've lost him again. That's all right. We'll get him back. Okay. I heard, uh, oh, hang on. He's gone again. <laughs> Australian internet, ladies and gentlemen. It's no, the, the internet's fine. I'm back. Okay, he's back. Uh, yeah. So I heard like the little cheese platter with the coffee and shit. Yeah, cheese platter. So we've okay. got the sugar and the, the tea bags and the coffee all there. So it's out on display okay. next to the coffee machine for easy accessibility. Because I don't want to have to be pulling that shit in and out like seven times a day. What kind of coffee do you have? Do you have the little pods or do you have like... Pods, yeah, pods, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So it's out there constantly. Yeah, out there constantly. Okay. But in like nice display containers though. It's not you... like like a bag of sugar. Like it's... Right. Yeah, it looks good. Well, do you have like a bulk, like, see, because salt and pepper is a funny one because you can have like a little table set of salt and pepper and then have bulk salt and pepper in the pantry. I'm okay with that. I'll accept that. That's fine. Um, is, it, is it the same for sugar? So you have a little presentable little sugar, but then you have a, like a bulk sugar in the pantry. No, no. So this thing is like, it's it's a big, big tub because once again, fair bit of sugar gets consumed in the coffees. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's reasonable size. Like the sugar is the sugar. What, what we got is what's outside. And same with the okay. salt. Like if I've got salt outside, I'm I'm just flaying all my salt, fucking all of it. <laughs> so this is all the salt I have. All the salt I have. Someone comes in, and goes, how much salt you got? I'm like, have a look. Hey, right can there. I borrow some salt? I don't think so. Look at this. This look is at all how I little have. I've got left. It's all I got. You're tapping me I'm not out. Hiding salt. Yeah, spot on. Uh, I don't. I don't have sugar. I don't have any sugar in the house. Because it's always awkward when somebody comes over and then they have a cup of coffee. Because I have myself and my wife both drink. No, no, not black uh, with milk, but just no sugar. So I've like I have coffee with no sugar. I don't I don't put sugar on anything. So Mm. um, somebody comes over and I'm like, do you want do you want a cup of coffee? And I always cringe a little bit when they say yes because then I have to follow up by saying, um, you know, we don't have any sugar. So 
you know, and they always I, look at you funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's I'm, caramel flavored. Like it might, you, you know, you probably don't need sugar. It's probably going to be nah, all right. You need sugar. I bought you guys a pack of instant sachets of, yeah. of sugar. Like oh, yes, a year and a half right. ago. I like They're still in your to, you Fuck the stat, man. You have to tell this story because this was a big moment. <laughs> it was a big moment because I stayed at your house and I woke up the next morning and I'm like, oh, like we've been up all night and like need a coffee. Definitely need a coffee. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't do sugar, bro. Like I got, I got no sugar. <laughs> I'm like, well. I'm like, what do you mean? There's no sugar. I could drink like proper coffee. I'm like, no, nah, I need some sweetener. Like, what else? You got something in the cup. You got some like equal or something? And you're nah. like, no. Nah. I'm like, have you got anything that's almost like sugar like? Like, can I, have you got like a barley sugar or something? Like, I'm whacking there. Like, I what think, have you got? I Nothing. think we had some like maple. I think I offered you maple syrup out of the fridge. Well, you always put some maple syrup like honey in that bad boy. It didn't matter. Uh, so I sat there, like, hung over a shit and sucking down, you know, sugarless coffee. What? <laughs> So I said, next time I come over, I'm bringing sugar. And you did. Like, I'm bringing some with me. Yeah. I'm bringing it with me. It's like BYO sugar at Boogie's Place. Okay. So I did and then didn't end up saying the night. So it was all right. But- <laughs> well, apparently, aren't we having dinner over here in a few weeks or something? Couple of weeks, yeah. Okay, a couple of weeks. So now, now I need to make sure that there's fucking sugar in the house when you come what? over. Well, I don't need it. I'm not going to have a coffee. So actually, no, no, you will because the wife will want a coffee and she has sugar. <laughs> nice, Gary. So yeah, definitely make sure you got some the emergency sugar, sugar. in your cupboard. Yeah, yeah. My well, sister, uh, like my sister's the same. I get like another quick greener story time. Absolutely. I get to my sister's I place. Like stories about she, she don't like they don't drink coffee in their house. So yeah. I walk up, I spend the night. That's I wake crazy. Up, like, Who doesn't even like, have coffee? I don't have sugar that's weird they don't even have coffee no coffee they don't drink coffee i'm like where's the coffee like, we don't have coffee. no tea no no tea wow so i'm like where's the coffee so but now they know they've got to have a stash of coffee just like a small little instant i'll take it yeah just ready to go Nescafe, I Greeno. that's of... what we need I, no, no i don't want Nescafe. give me a maxwell i like a maxwell's house greeno Oh, do you see? I'm a Makona man myself. Yeah. I'm going to go in instant. But instant since I've gone to the pods, I can't go back to instant. What's, what's I, the one that's like in that golden, like it's got the golden label and stuff? Is that that's a Makona? Is it really? Yeah. So it's like yeah. the extra strong one, you know? It's good. Yeah. yeah that's the good shit. Like the, I got the, some good shit. The roasty roast, Greeno. Ooh. Fantastic. I like I said, stories about when I quit smoking, I was office. drinking like 10 cups of coffee a day <laughs> just to kind of get a kick. Sometimes and people, like, Greeno, sometimes people ask me, why does Greeno speak so fast? <laughs> Well, I don't drink 10 cups of coffee anymore. Imagine how fast I used to speak. Jesus When I quit God. smoking, I was smacking down 10 cups of coffee a day. Um, oh, I just, Greeno, I just got a text message from the wife who must be listening in another room. She said, yeah. uh, and I quote, that sugar is still here, exclamation. Yeah, I told you, man. I knew it would be there. Like, yeah. Lady Boogie takes care of me. She, take, she knew it would be in the back in the back of the pantry. Yeah. It's there it's for It's not going to go off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Greeno will be happy. All right. <laughs> oh. I'm scared. What are we doing? Give it, give it, uh, Kirk Casale has caught he caught five straight shutouts for the San Francisco Giants. He's the fifth catcher in the modern modern MLB history. Nice. That's since 1900 to catch a shutout five or more consecutive starts. Nice. But the nice. first ever in history to do it with five different starting pitches. Hey, nice, very so, nice. Nice, Gary. So anyone who goes, oh, the catcher doesn't have much of an impact. Well, he, he caught five straight shots with five different pitches. He must have something pretty good. Yeah, there's probably some obscure stat about like how good catches are compared to like the team, like how many teams have won a world series with rubbish catches, you know, like I bet there's yeah. not many, you know, not many. You need a pretty good catcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another one. Jacob deGrom ties Nolan Ryan in 1978 with 59 strikeouts for only five appearances. That's uh, a record held since 1893. Wow. 
That's not bad. And it wouldn't be an uh, MLB Statman without something Shohei Otani achieved this week. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm a Statman. Our favorite Jap Greener. It's been almost 100 years since a player made a pitching start whilst also leading the majors in home runs. (laughs) Obviously, that was Babe Ruth back in 1921. Shohei Otani is tied first with seven home runs, and he started throughout the week. He's not. He's his 10th home run today. He's a pitcher. Who just hits fucking bombs? And this is and this is the guy who was like on the sideline. He could only do one of the. He could only was it. He could only bat before, and he couldn't pitch. Yeah, because because he blew out his shoulder, his right. elbo for like so two years took, or something. He took, yeah, he had to take two years off to recover from Tommy John surgery, That's and then they're like, "Oh, what are you going to do then?" He's like, oh, "I'll just go hit then," and he's fucking just hitting dingens everywhere. So. And now, but now he's got his pitching back. He's even a better hitter. Yeah, because yeah. they're letting him. They're letting him hit on the daisy pitches because he wants to. He's like, I'd rather help myself out. <laughs> I nice, feel like I'm better Danny. in the lineup. Like, trooper, and, and it goes to show you too that Asian work ethic, Greeno. He's this this Asian guy going over the states. He goes, no, I'll just do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and all the all the white guys and the Mexicans are like, can you believe this guy? Is he gonna? <laughs> he's making us look bad. <laughs> Fuck it. Asians uh, taking our jobs, Greedo. <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking a great thing to see. He's much what's TV at the moment. Mm. Uh, Damo, an NRL stat man for you. Yeah. I'm a stat man. Jack Hetherington, who uh, plays for the Bulldogs, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a tip of the hat to him. He uh, he got suspended for six weeks the other day. And uh, any, any relation back. any relation to Matthew Hetherington? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but why does that matter at all? Because that takes him up to 16 weeks suspended through only a 29-game career. Oh, nice. (laughs) Fantastic. He he is on track to be suspended for more than 66% of the time he's played footy. (laughs) That's incredible. That is unbelievable. What a stat. Another quick quick NRL stat man for you, Damo. This one's less funny and just impressive. The uh, the Warriors became the first team in the NRL era to have a 100% completion rate in a game. Really? Unheard of. Yep. Didn't didn't fail to complete a set in the course so, of the game. Like no yeah. knock-ons, no forward passes, nothing. Nothing. Hundred percent completion rate. Did Never they, happened did, in the NRL era. Did they win the game? They did win the game, thankfully, okay, thank Fuck for that. <laughs> would have been, been depressing, yeah. Oh, good if they didn't. Now well, coach, Damo, coach, we did everything right. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> now we've talked about the stats, we've talked about that. Let's get to the good stuff, Damo. Mm. Let's talk NRL sex tapes. Oh, okay. Because in our in our hiatus, Damo, that's it. Bit of hot toss, Damo. Hot toss. Uh, while we were away, Dylan Brown was caught uh, fornicating in a public toilet and the video leaked whilst he was out. Now, here's the thing. This wasn't this kid's fault that it was filmed and the thing was leaked. Someone filmed it without his knowledge and then released it on social media. But the question has to be asked, Amo. Look, I don't know about you. Have you got on the job in a public toilet before? Oh, I'm going to keep my cards close to my chest on that close one. Close to your chest. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm thinking about the uh, the options available. Now, you know, this guy, he's got a bit of coin. Obviously, he's got rooms around. He'd yeah. have friends that might have a place. You know, there's obviously a car out in the car park. Yes. You'd, you'd think there'd be other options instead of going into a really disgusting public toilet to get on the job. <laughs> well, you know, uh, sometimes you need one of those disabled rails to hang on to, Carino. <laughs> Ah, you think it's more of a support issue, perhaps? I think it's a logistic issue. Yeah. You see, like because those fight. disabled toilets, you can put an ankle up in one of the straps. You know, mm. you can hang on to the rail. And you know what? The disabled toilets are pretty clean. You know why? Not many disabled people use the fucking toilets, Greener. 
There we go, Damo. Go. Good thinking. Good nice, thinking. Head of the curve we'll, on that one. We'll wrap up the show, Damo, with uh, a non-Jared Hain NRL court date this week. Yes. New Zealand Warriors great Manu Vatavai reveals himself Manu as the sportsman. He revealed himself as the sportsman charged with importing meth. He's currently <laughs> facing life in jail. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Things haven't gone well for Manu uh, after footy ended by the looks of it. No. <laughs> and, then, and there you go. So Manu Vatavai is going to get like a life in jail for uh, providing drugs for willing mm-hmm. customers. And Jared Haynes going to get, what, two years? Three years, eight months. Three years, minimum. eight months. There you go. Yeah. The justice system. <laughs> that works. That's okay. New Zealand crime. Yeah. Different story. Uh, that's it. You got anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, nah, that's it. Good show, Greeno. Uh, follow good. Greeno at the starting block. One more drop the code at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, BE, the Earth Reporter, uh, Granny Sears, uh, everybody else. I'll be back later tonight with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. And we'll be back next week, won't we, Greeno? Won't we? Won't we? Won't we? Uh, I don't know. Have you got like socks to reorder or something <laughs> like that? You're getting, yeah. an- you're getting another tooth pulled, cunt. <laughs> 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 the tooth one we can deal with. Just make sure you don't go to any boutique breweries next week. Okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, now I'm, absolute, now I'm absolutely going to find one. <laughs> Good <right>. man. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.